seeing so many last week because it was Easter and seeing on confirmands before us reminds us of what a great body we truly are. The imagery of the body is truly relatable. Whether you are constantly marveled by the tiny fingers and toes of a little baby like I am, or you're just attentive to your own aches and pains, we realize the body's interconnectedness. The Apostle Paul's words guide the people of Corinth to remember their interconnectedness, that they, the church, are like a body, each member serving a unique and important role. And that when they gather, God's Spirit works through everybody in a unified way, through all the different people, to build up the church. And we pause here knowing that we personally have a part to play in the body and pondering what gifts we might possess for the greater whole and identify our value. But Paul's thoughts don't stay here. It turns from the self-talk about ourselves, you are indispensable, and it becomes, they are indispensable. They. The focus shifts in verses 21 through 26. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need for you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. The parts of the body that seem to be weaker are, and notice the word, indispensable, and on those parts of the body we think less honorable, we bestow the great honor, and our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. There were church members in Corinth excluding themselves because they felt they were inferior, thinking, I'm not needed. And there were church members in Corinth feeling superior and excluding others, saying, you are not needed. I don't need you. In confirmation class, we were careful to bring, not, to bring up not only historical figures, but also current thinkers who have pushed and nudged the church to be what it is today. And also took time to share our own stories and stories of those we know, members of our own congregation, who strengthen the body of Christ in our midst. And we place questions to our confirmands. Where might God be calling them and their hearts and their gifts? But we didn't stop there. We nudged them to wonder, a body of Christ, what could it look like with no one excluded? Or as Mother Teresa would put it, we nudge them to be continually thinking about how to imagine widening their circle of compassion beyond barriers that we might place. We nudge them continually to be evaluating their actions and their attitudes and praying for what images are seeing in the scripture and breaking down those lines that divide and treating everyone how Christ would with dignity and love. We needed to be reminded constantly that Christ is at work and beckoning beckoning us to join him. And all that is asked is that we bring whatever position, whatever possession or potential that we're already blessed with 
God compensates for everything else we might need. And so as we lean in, God works through us and in us. To participate in the body is to participate in a body that is diverse and welcomes, even celebrates difference. We can be certain that in pivotal moments, God extraordinarily is present. Now, God's proximity informs our trajectory. God approaches us and equips us and sends us to do God's will. Again and again, God meets us where we are, but doesn't leave us there. We shift from sinking sand to solid ground, from navel-gazing to the greater community, personal pietism to justice for all, and away from behaviors, both personal and systemic, that frustrate God's vision for the world. This is the hope for all members, new and current when we say you are a member of the body of Christ. Amen and amen.